Ahem. So here we are with the table read for Shang-Chi. This is Jeffrey Liu with table reading one. Call me Shang-Chi as my father did when he raised me and molded my mind and my body in the vacuum of his Honan China retreat. I learned many things from my father. That my name means the rising and advancing of a spirit. That my body could be forged into a living weapon through the discipline of Kung Fu. And that it might be used for the murder of a man called Dr. Petrie. Since then, I have learned my father is Dr. Fu Manchu, the most insidiously evil man on earth. And that to honor him would bring nothing but dishonor. To the spirit of my name, Stan Lee presents Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. Cut. I'd like to try you, Tang Style. Let's begin, then. going on thanks for tuning in to another episode of the e-wang bang podcast this is your host emil wang and in case you couldn't tell by the epic table read i'm joined by my very good friend film critic and martial arts expert jeffrey Liu. how's it going man oh it is great honor to be here with you today <laughs> god damn it jeff please <laughs> we're trying to oh, build a better name for ourselves okay that's right that's right Ra raise each other up raise yeah, each other up <laughs> yeah yeah don't, don't set us back 10 years in uh, entertainment like like ken jong just did in his netflix special so but how's it going dude it's going well man it's going well i'm i'm, I'm really looking forward to this you know because uh more and more this is not turning into a movie review podcast but a platform for me to put out my social justice warrior propaganda <laughs> Well, there you go. Well, I'm I'm gonna have to delete all the episodes with you on them now because I no SJ no SJWs on this podcast, please. You know you know who you're talking to. <laughs> well, hey, I'm super excited for this episode because we typically talk about movies after they've been released, um, and when you know we've had a chance to not only watch the movie but also digest other people's reviews and feedback. Well, today we're going to be discussing a Marvel movie that is on the horizon. Uh, Marvel announced back in December that they're proceeding with uh, fast-tracking a movie centered around the character Shang-Chi. Now, Early Buzz has this film touted as the Asian-American version of the Black Panther, which, for starters, I'm glad they're going in that direction and not opting with the direction of an action film for crazy rich Asian fans. <laughs> Hey, it's it's early, man. You, you, you don't know. We we don't know, and you know, and credit you know, Crazy Rich Asians because if they did one thing right, it's they sold tickets. So you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So who knows? Um, but Jeff, let's start there. I mean, as as the Marvel fan, as the uh, as the Marvel resource and historian of this podcast, have you actually ever heard of Shang Chi? Yeah, you know what? This is this is one of those things when when you were coming up and you started reading comics, I, I knew at an early age I was like, okay, there are all these superheroes, 
but there's got to be a Chinese superhero. And I was actually looking for like that Kung Fu type of superhero to come in and, Mm -hmm. and fight with the characters that we know and love, you know, like I wanted to see Shang-Chi and Captain America team up and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And it was because it was the only guy with a Chinesey name. And I say that like very, very literally, (laughs) like it's not Chinese, it's Chinesey. Um, (laughs) Well, uh, uh, let me interrupt you there. Uh, So in the, in the table room, he, he, you know, you said that his name is Rising of the Spirit. Um, so I looked this up. It, it's his name is actually, you know, for the Mandarin speakers out there, it's Sung Chi. So it's like, like it's literally like Sung, like up, yeah. and then yeah. Chi is like, I guess Chi Gong the Chi. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So when I first saw his name, I was like, Shang Chi. Is it like Sung Tzu? Is it like the last yeah. time? But- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think it's I mean I, I don't know I'm not really good with my um my Chinese uh what do you call it euphemisms or uh phrases but uh like I don't know if sang chi is like something you actually say not when... really I mean, I mean I I wouldn't think so because we we kind of understand sang there's no there's no like particular sig- like significance to sang you know and chi chi is just chi. You can you can, but I mean that I think that's the way that like the American editors took it. You know, like oh chi is this mythical. I, I mean, like you fucking see it in Iron Iron Fist and Danny Rand. You know, chi yeah. can mean whatever the fuck you want it to mean because it is this like completely Eastern concept that is like mystical and nebulous. You know, so so not to digress too far, but when we talk about somebody's chi, is it the same character as? Yeah. It, like internal energy and whatever. Oh, so it is the same character like Qigong and yeah, Qisui yeah, yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, there you go. 12 years of Chinese school. Mom, dad, and Mr. and Mrs. Liu. Looks like we yeah. learned something. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, but going back to the character, uh, Shang-Chi himself, and apologies to Mandarin speakers. We're just going to whitewash and butcher the name the rest of the episode. Yeah. Uh, but you had heard of Shang-Chi before. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, when, when he would show up every now and again, but I wouldn't care. I guess if it, you know what I'm saying, like yeah. it's like it's like when um when back in the day when like uh when like a really minor character came in that didn't really have a he didn't have a cool costume he didn't have like a suit of armor he didn't mm-hmm. have superpowers or anything like that his power was was just kung fu you know yeah. and like because we had seen like because we had seen it and we had kind of understand it and I did kung fu classes when I was a kid and everything like that I was like okay there's no way that you know the stuff that I've seen before is going to approach anything close to what like you know Iron Man or Captain America can do you know I didn't even know Black Panther uh back in the day but I, you know I I I, uh, I assume that it can only be an equivalent thing when Black Panther was more kind of a kind of a gimmick character um, back in the 70s as well, that, like, when he came in, everybody was like, oh, great, it's a Black Panther episode, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, um, they, they just need uh, a new team-up of the week to fight whatever, like, specific villain of the week that they were going to put out that week. So, yeah, I had heard of him, but, it, you know, it wasn't anything spectacular. Yeah, and the way you describe him, and I don't know why this is just so random to me, but it reminds me of, like, you know, you always just kind of need that... Uh, cultural character to come in and spew some shit about spirituality just so you seem you know yeah. lit i guess the, or what or what's the term that the kids are using these days like oh, oh 
Oh, woke, sweetie, woke, don't, don't, woke, don't, don't, woke, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. We're not young but, enough for that shit. But, but I'm thinking about, like, man, remember, like, in Mortal Kombat 2, uh, the yeah. movie, when, like, fucking Nightwolf just comes out of nowhere, and it's just like, Luke, you need to use your, release your animality. Okay, I mean, no, like, no, 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 no. See, just, see, like... <laughs> see that's, that's one thing. That's Native American sort of stuff. You yeah. gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go back to the first Mortal Kombat movie where fucking, uh, what Katana? was his name? No, uh, Christopher uh, Christopher Lloyd, I want to say, or what's what, what was the guy's name in uh, who's Raiden? Yeah, I I don't remember his name, but yeah, yeah, but he's... yeah, he came in and he's like, no, Liu Kang, you need to fulfill your destiny. I was like, what the fuck? Like, why is the white god of thunder telling this Shaolin monk how to like live his spirituality and whatnot? <laughs> that was kind of the first like bullshit moment. But Raiden was cool, so I kind of gave them a pass for that. But I, I totally understand what you're saying, you know, like you, you need you need this like this uh, this totem character <laughs> to, exactly. to, fucking, to fucking anchor your your whatever myst, mystic arts or like, you know, ancient secrets that these people are missing out on. <laughs> I, I just totally imagine the comic book panels like star gong star yeah. and and then shang chi walks in or something <laughs> just so you know the china man's coming in <laughs> china man can so let's get into the origins of shang chi i mean he is really the direct result of the kung fu craze back in the 70s right which for anyone who's ever opened a book before would know that was the time that bruce lee's influence in the west was at its peak mm-hmm. um now what's Interesting was that Marvel decided to pursue the route of working off of an established franchise and acquiring rights to the character of Fu Manchu and thus creating a backstory of Shang-Chi being the son of Fu Manchu. Mm-hmm. Um, and now for those of you who are wondering, Fu Manchu is not just what shows up on my face when I don't shave for a year. He's <laughs> actually a very famous villain in a series of novels and films dating back to the 30s. So in short, picture this. This is basically the equivalent of Marvel buying the rights to use characters similar to that of Sherlock Holmes, Watson, and uh, Moriarty in in their universe and inserting a new Marvel hero into their circle, except instead of Moriarty, you have this Chinese dude who basically embodies all of Westerners' fears of yellow peril. (laughs) Um, and actually, here's something else that's interesting and kind of a quick side note. Um, the Fu Manchu and that, that franchise wasn't the first franchise that Marvel had targeted. They actually targeted the 70s series Kung Fu starring yeah. David Carradine. Yeah. Um, and after that fell through, that's that's when they pursued the rights to you know getting the character Fu Manchu um, as well as the side characters or I, I suppose the main characters of that franchise, uh, Dr. Petrie and uh, Sir Nayland Smith. But Fu Manchu is super in- racist. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Uh, at that time, I mean, even even as a character who had been forty years old within the media, Fu Manchu basically embodied every uh, trope of Yellow Peril. You know, your imperialistic Chinaman who wants to take over the world and dominate Western influence. Um, <laughs> okay. Let me let me just put this out there. Okay. Fu Manchu, that whole uh, uh, series was created by a British author, okay? The British author was a white dude. Every film iteration of Fu Manchu has been played by a white dude. The closest they got to an Asian 
was Christopher Lee, and that's only because of his last name. Okay, they got fucking they got fucking Sora Man to play Fu Manchu. All right, and when you think Fu Manchu, you're you're thinking like the most racist, like like out out of the out of the East sort of like portrayal, like the oh yes, like that sort of bullshit. So would would you equate it to almost blackface? Yeah, it is blackface. They yeah. they literally called it orientalism, all right? Yeah. Like this like like and it's not even just that. Like they try to base it um, like with western culture. So when the the whole premise of Fu Manchu was like he like the fucking author pulled out a Ouija board, which is a Western like creation, uh, <laughs> and he said that he he got the idea for Fu Manchu because the Ouija board spelled out Chinaman. Okay, oh like yes, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, even if there was a ghost that would spell out Chinaman, that that's ghost, a racist ass a ghost racist right there. Ghost. Yeah, it's some white dude. It's like watch out, watch out for the East, man. <laughs> I, that that in itself should be a movie, like a new horror film or something. <laughs> it was. No, 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 the last guy to portray Fu Manchu was Nicolas Cage. Oh yeah, yeah. That that was that was yeah. kind of like yeah, that was like a kind of a like a tongue in cheek. Like yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, like it, it's you know, it's kind of like okay, cool. So is Nicolas Cage the Robert Downey Jr. to Tropic Thunder? You know, I don't think so. He is not an ally, okay? Just because he married a Korean chick does not mean, like, he's a fucking ally, all right? Oh, man. Well, there's so much that we can go into about the history of Fu Manchu that, unfortunately, uh, this, this pod can't get into. But going back to the comics, so we already have a backstory which, you know, in itself, you know, the, the creation of this character is already really bizarre. But what makes it even more crazy is that Shang-Chi himself is actually half American. Uh, his mother is <laughs> an American woman who was chosen by Fu Manchu solely based on genetic selection, whatever that means. Um, yet, despite being half Asian half american he's drawn as if he's like full-on native american dressed as one of the village people yeah his outfit just does not like he doesn't have any other outfits throughout this whole comic he's just in this like you know this joke like red robe that like you know white people think chinese people walk around wearing Um, oh you don't you don't you don't have one of those man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're right. I, I wear that to work. I wear that on construction sites. Yeah, man. Who, who am I kidding? <laughs> so this comic collection called The Master Kung Fu, which is essentially Shang-Chi's origin comic, really isn't interesting. Uh, it's just a repetitive story of Shang-Chi trying to stop Fu Manchu's diabolical plans or Fu Manchu trying to assassinate Shang-Chi. Uh, and every basically chapter ends the same way with Shang-Chi defeating hordes of assassins. Uh, sometimes robots, and yes, even animals. At some point, he does punch a shark. Is the is the comic book equivalent of jumping? Jumping the shark, the shark exactly. I don't know which. I don't know if uh, what is it? Cheech and Chong came first. Yeah. But, uh, so the, the comic book is essentially a repetitive fish out of water story, littered with incredibly ignorant and racist remarks through supporting cast characters, and really a bunch of character tropes that you would expect out of an Asian comic book hero who was created by two white dudes in the 70s. 
um, yeah, there's a lot of characters just calling him Chinaman or, uh, you know, monkey, you know, like who can, who can catch this monkey or the monkey got away. And really the, the bizarre thing is Shang-Chi just kind of accepts it. And I don't know if that's that, their... that's bizarre to you. <laughs> we, yeah, that... <laughs> we are the model minority, man. We are the, the... oh, oh, he called me monkey. That hurt yeah. my feeling really bad. <laughs> but I so good. I just walk away because I'm the bigger man. Like, come on, man. This, this is this is Stan. This is like this is Harold and Kumar. This is just yeah. basically like, oh, fucking Harold. You know, like we gotta go party. We gotta go like do all this other shit. Give it to the Asian dude because he likes to do math. It's a stereotype, and they fucking leaned into it. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know that being said, it is somewhat forgivable for something from the '70s. I mean, there was probably a lot, still a lot worse things going on in the '70s than us being called Chinamen. But um, you know, that being said, that the, the comic book really didn't do us any favors. It, it didn't make. <laughs> It didn't. It didn't have the same effect that Bruce Lee did, right? I mean, because no. Bruce Lee uh, wasn't just a filmmaker; he was also a philosopher. He was also a very, very attractive man. But this comic book really didn't move the needle much at all. Um, I mean, and, and granted, there are still a couple of Asian American or Asian characters in the Marvel universe, but none of them ever really got traction. I, I mean, I would hundred. I would hundred percent agree. Like the. The move to make um, Marvel more inclusive probably happened in the last 15 years or so, yeah. um, where they where they really really expanded up, uh, you know the 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 type of cast that they use, um, the the markets they that they were trying to appeal to, um, and I mean the problem with that is that, you know I think when they're trying to open themselves up to all these markets they have all these existing characters like a la Danny Rand. Um, <laughs> that you know kind of touch on some of the cultural things that they wanted to approach and i, I mean the challenge for them and what the challenge still is uh is is to approach them in a way that you know kind of fits into modern society you know and the, i think that's going to be the biggest challenge moving forward mm -hmm. you're saying modernize making shang chi someone that I don't want to say one with the times, but more more relevant. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and, and you know, a '70s comic uh, origin story is is not going to cut it. And yeah. they don't even own the rights to Fu Manchu anymore. Um, so they they've in the the more modern uh, renditions of Shang Chi, I think they've written like Shang Chi. Uh, I'm sorry, Fu Manchu was actually a clone of somebody else or something. He was he was some kind of immortal that dressed up as Fu Manchu. Yeah. Um, and that's how they essentially wrote off, uh, wrote off that character. But so you've been more involved with the, with the recent comic books, like you said, at the beginning of the podcast, how has Shang-Chi evolved over the years? I, I mean, I, I think they just make him a more worldly person. Like he doesn't just dress up in the silk robes anymore. They, they mm -hmm. try. I mean, I feel as though with every, kind of martial arts themed uh superhero what they try and do is they try and uh shield is kind of like the all all recruits available sort of thing so they just kind of bring them in through shield right mm -hmm. um like uh there was a there's a korean american 
shield agent jake jake o i think his name was um and he didn't really have anything special about him other than like you know he had this really big vendetta against the hulk but they made him into a character he doesn't have any special abilities he's just a really good shield agent right Wait, but, which hulk amadeus or bruce uh it started with bruce but now he's working with amadeus amadeus oh, okay. amadeus yeah oh, amadeus. um yeah, and they, they, they've they tried to integrate people in through S.H.I.E.L.D. because, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. is this international policing force at this point, and then it makes more sense that a agent could come up through their ranks and, like, go unnoticed for an amount of time and just all of a sudden jump back onto the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they've also uh, given people the, the secret agent route, you know, like uh, when, they, when they're doing the Weapon X uh storyline right now you know lady deathstrike she was uh japanese based you know and she had all these ties to like wolverine and everything like that but once that kind of like once the whole obsession with ninjas and everything died down they kind of needed a way to bring her back as well so they made her an assassin for like a competing secret agency and stuff like that they did the same thing with shang chi i think in the early 2000s where they kind of made him this Jet Lee in Kiss of the Dragon sort of feel like he just goes to random European cities and is a mystery dude, but he knows like a lot of Kung Fu and he gets involved in all these European plots and it's all very exotic, right? Which is they're trying to make it seem cool enough as like, oh, you know, like maybe we can bring the interest back. Like this would be a cool guy to throw in with like some of our mainstream heroes, but he didn't really have a great mainstream comic to follow along with. He still doesn't have a great mainstream comic to follow along with, and they're still trying to integrate him into some of the stuff that we see nowadays. For example, um, in most recently, uh, he's been featured in the Domino series. Now, um, mm. Domino, you can see her in Deadpool 2 as part of the whole X-Force cast. Uh, she's she's the one with the patch on her eye and her secret power is luck. So um, they brought him in because Domino loses her luck powers and needs to still be able to defend herself like in her assassin secret agent sort of stuff, right? But in that, they kind of like throw it back too because Shang-Chi is still living somewhere, you know, in the Chinese mountains, isolated and stuff like that. But at the same time, he's very, very up to date with like technology and still, you know, able to, you know, blend seamlessly into modern society and stuff like that. And you're just kind of sitting there. You're just like, I don't know how you're trying to marry these two. And your characters are a little bit cooler now because he's got a he's got like a modern haircut. It, it doesn't look like, you know, a mop that is like being <laughs> held together by a, a headband, you know. And, and I mean, OK, you know, you kind of got it. Moving in the right direction, you left it ambiguous enough so that you can kind of retcon stuff in and and show, you know, what Shang-Chi's been doing for all these years and why he has this reputation of being the best fighter in the world in in uh, in the Marvel Universe. But at the same time, the question is always going to linger is like, where has this guy been? You know, mm-hmm. there has been wor- there have been world threats all the time and Shang-Chi why is he why is he like isolated in his mountain somewhere you know like why why didn't he come and represent sort of mm-hmm. thing so i i think that's going to be the the thing that the comics are going to try to address before they see a transition into the movie just so that we can get a flavor of him and so the filmmakers can have something to jump off of 
Yeah, and to add on the the, the kind of crossover point, um, what, one interesting thing about the origin comic from you know, the Master of Kung Fu is that he actually does have a crossover with Spider-Man. Right. Um, which uh, later down the line, I, I did read that he actually helps train Spider-Man. Um, I think some, you know, some with Iron Fist. So his involvement is there. He is kind of used as his resource. But this always kind of comes back to my one of my biggest problems with comic books. Um, and Bruce Wayne slash Batman being the biggest example is kind of just the the, the scale of powers throughout the universe right you you have batman who was you know at best a, a very good fighter but you know how is how is he going to take on you know dark seed who's who's this alien slash destroyer of worlds right he's got think... all the tools man <laughs> yeah don't fucking hate on batman <laughs> no, I, I mean they they write it in like as, as well as they can Right, they justify it as well as they can, but I, I think the same problem kind of goes for you know Daredevil, um, you know Luke Cage. I guess works, you know Iron Fist, <laughs> Punisher, you know, and Shang Chi. Like you've got basically humans. Like what are they going to do when you know a, a shitload of scrolls come in or something? You know, so uh, I, I digress, but it, it is always one of those things to kind of watch out for. It's you know. When you ask the question, well, where did they go? Where were they? It's like, well, the flip side is what really could they have done, right? Um, well, I mean, that's that's the whole thing with, like, Hawkeye, you know? Yeah, it, bullshit it, character. Same no, with Black Widow. I mean, bullshit I, character. What is your power? Guns. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, with um, with Hawkeye, he kind of addresses it. Like, yeah. in uh, in the second movie, Age of Ultron. He's talking to arguably the most powerful character in the Avengers at that time, Scarlet Witch, and he's just like, none of this makes sense, you know, like, uh, you're weird and I'm here with a bow and arrow, you know, <laughs> like, but I'm going to go out there and I'm going to kill Ultrons or, or whatever, you know. And I, I think that, like, they kind of do it to an extent tongue-in-cheek. Tongue-in-cheek, yeah. Yeah, but to the, the same sort of thing that they they, like, they make them the – maximum human potential sort of thing you know yeah. like and that their will is indomitable you know and mm -hmm. even if they get shot that they'll keep on coming so yeah. at the very least they are the best that the humans have to offer you know yeah. like you know nick fury is a intimidating character all through the avengers movies and he's dealing with all these like you know, crazy things, but he never gets overwhelmed by it. And you always think that Nick Fury is kind of a capable character. And I, I think they can do the same thing with, with human level characters. They just need to do it correctly. I guess that makes sense. Uh, let's, let's tie this into the next thing that we wanted to talk about regarding the Shang-Chi movie. Let's start with what we know about the film. First of all, I mean, I, I, like I said, at the beginning of the pod, it, it, they did decide to fast. They've actually, had this plan since 2006 from what i read like back in 2006 marvel decided to uh that they either purchase rights to make the movie or purchase the um because the character I, I don't really know how this works but i guess they claimed it before fox and you know the other who else was making uh marvel movies uh sony sony yeah. yeah 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 so i guess marvel slash Disney claimed um, Shang-Chi back in 2006, but they didn't really do anything with it until probably they saw how many tickets Crazy Rich Asians <laughs> sold. Um, <laughs> so when it had in, to, to get this, and the writer that they have on board, 
it's David like Callahan, Callahan. or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he, he's actually a half Chinese dude. Uh, so at least there's there's that. Um, there's the not, prayer that he understands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not you know Stanley or whatever the, the the dudes who wrote the wrote the original comic book from the 70s that are that are putting this together. Yeah. Um, and and to my understanding, the goal is to have some kind of Asian American director as well. Uh, let's hope it's not Ang Lee because he tried and failed uh, already, so we don't want him. Uh, hey man, the I Incredible would... Hulk was an incredible movie, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would love to have Justin Lin do it. That would yes. be ridiculously fun. Um, <laughs> but that being said, uh, I don't know what else. Uh, you know, m- much more about this movie. Um, really, they have a writer and they want an Asian American director. Other than that, there's really not a whole lot of uh, information on it. I mean, I think that's that's on purpose. Like, you had to approach this character very, very carefully. You know, yep. like this this is not crazy rich Asians. This is like this this is directed specifically at the China market. Like, there, mm-hmm. there's no question that they're trying to break into there. Uh, and crazy rich Asians, for as much success as it had in the United States was a bomb in China. People yeah. did not did not agree with Rachel's uh, American lifestyle, and they were like, why would Michelle Yeoh do that at the very end? You know, like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. She won. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> she, <laughs> she got to keep the kid, and the meddling American was about to go away. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. The meddling American who speaks dog shit Mandarin. You know, send, <laughs> send her away. Please, <laughs> that would have been the best ending to the movie. But I, I see what you're saying, and I see that th- this character has to has to bridge uh, the West and the East very carefully. Because it's and a big you, deal. You need an actor of the right age. You need the an actor of the right skill. You know, yeah. and there aren't that many right now. All of our martial arts heroes are aging at this point. You know, Jackie Chan's too old. Jet Li's too old and too bald now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Did you see that? Did, by the way, did you see that picture of him where he looked hella old? Yeah, like, he looks like a fucking alien, dude. He, yeah, had, he has yeah. some sort of thyroid problem or something. Yeah. So, so my mom yeah. actually showed me like a a quick little uh, like two minute China news clip on him, and like and shout out to Mama Wang for watching all this shit. But he actually went up to the mountains and like meditated for two months, and he came out looking really good. So uh, if you look at like he looks a lot better now. It, it, okay, it was just maybe a really strange angle, but yeah, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he he didn't drink like the the elixir of life or anything. He's not going to be like making martial arts movies again. Yeah. Um. But but you're right. You know, having casting the right person is going to be probably <laughs> the most the difficult obstacle. Yeah. yeah. And and before we get into casting. Uh, potentials. I want to throw this question out for you. Does Shang-Chi need to be half American? I, I, I mean, I don't think that really matters. Like, um, I think they're still going to play him half American because that's what tends to uh, tends to sell to American audiences. The half white thing, like, mm-hmm. it 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 is a relief point for a lot of the producers and the directors. And it's a point where uh, a lot more Americans could probably relate to them. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past them. 
you know. Dude, you, but, you know it would be hilarious if, like, <laughs> they cast, like, some, like, red, no, no, <laughs> like, Jamie Presley to be his mom or something. Some, like, really, like, white trash, like, yeah. <laughs> like or, or anybody from the show My Name's Earl. Like, and that person is Shane Chi's mom. <laughs> No, but I mean, I, I think if they were gonna do it, they were gonna, they're probably going to mirror him as much as possible to the story of Bruce Lee, but a more Americanized Bruce Lee. Yeah, like that makes sense. Kind of like, uh, um, you know, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if they, they kind of followed root with it too. You know, like they find um, some curly-haired blonde uh, white girl in Seattle, Washington, and uh, you know his dad. Co- no, I, I'm really not kidding. Like, if yeah. this is if this is the Marvel universe's Bruce Lee, like yeah. it, it tracks. You know, it would make sense. That's interesting. That I, I think I for one would rather. I, I think I'd rather just eliminate that as a whole. The the half uh, half American story I, I i don't want a story about a character who needs to balance the fact that he's asian and american I, I would rather have a story that he's an asian living in america Ooh. and he needs to adapt to that Ooh. I, <laughs> I, I i i don't i don't think the you're not him, but, you're not you're not checking off the boxes man <laughs> <laughs> well here's another question i mean nobody will anybody really know that shang chi was actually half american i mean if you read the origin comic he meets he meets his mom in the first three pages and asks her like what the fuck is up with dad and then she basically says oh, i was just chosen because of my because of genetics and that's it he never meets his mom ever again he never even talks about her um so i guess it's up to the writers and uh of this movie how much do you really want to how, how important is it to stay true to the comic? And if you are staying true to the comic, how much did it matter that his mom was was American? Because I, I think they, in the comic, in the origin comic, anyway, like none of that really played a factor in who he was. Yeah, it was I, more of the environment. But but that's the thing. I think they need to stray as far away from the comics as possible. They need yeah. like Shang Chi. This is as close to a clean slate as he's ever going to get. You know what I'm saying? So if they want to establish a character now that is relatable and like modern and everything like that, I mean, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, oh yeah, you know, like, uh, I'm just a college student, you know, and then like, and then all of a sudden, I don't know, a scroll shows up at like, I don't know, UC Irvine or some shit like that. <laughs> and they're like, where's the engineering wing? And she comes out and like, no, not today. <laughs> oh man, I I thought you were gonna go in the direction that Shang Chi you know, tried to get into the party at the Pi Delta Epsilon. Oh, you you the, don't think that's gonna the... be in the open montage? <laughs> like he's gonna be going out there trying to rush fraternities and like, no, thank you. Oh yeah. no, <laughs> so relatable. <laughs> well, see, that's the exact look at that guy. <laughs> he probably turns red after three shots. Oh no! Oh no! I forgot. <laughs> I forgot my pill. What what Asians take? I, I forgot my Pepsid. No. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, so so let's talk about casting then, um, and then we can touch on the kind of story that we would want for uh, for this film. Uh, when you first heard about this movie, I, I, 
I'll let you think of your top three, and I'll give you my top three. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll bounce them off each other. You go first. Give me one. Boy, I I don't even know, man. I really don't. I I would say if Daniel Wu was thirty years young, or not thirty years younger, <laughs> yeah, like was thirty, Daniel mm-hmm. Wu would be like probably up there for me. Mm-hmm. But other but than l- l- let's let's throw the story aside because for now because the the Shang Chi story could be him in his forties, it could be him in his fifties, or it could be him in his twenties. I, I don't know. think so. I, I I really don't. I do not want to see a forty year old dude like as the the cornerstone hero for my Chinese Marvel experience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. They need something that they can grow on, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I 100% like I 100% think so. Unless it's going to be Shang Chi, and then he has a kid whose name is also Shang Chi. <laughs> you know, like okay, fair enough. Jackie fair enough. Chan is Shang Chi, and then like <laughs> introducing I don't know, like his son JC as Shang Chi Junior. Like, come on, man. Like, there's <laughs> there's very very few people that can do it right now. Okay, okay, I, I get you. So, I, but I, I see your point that it, it should be a younger version. Like, it doesn't make any sense to introduce a character and have him already be like old and withered. Like, yeah. So you can't, you can't start you can't start a Wolverine franchise with Old Man Logan. Yeah, you can't. So here's the that's why Ben Affleck quit as Batman. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Like, what are what are honestly, if we're going as as straight, if we're trying to do Chinese as much as we can, who are who are our options? Uh, I, you know, I, I think Daniel Wu can still pull it off. Yeah, I he think could. Daniel Wu could pass. Marvel's got great, like you know, age age age, uh, you know, removing technology. You, you, did you yeah. see Did you see the Captain Marvel? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder how much Nick Fury is actually going to be in it. But Sam Samuel L looks great. Yeah, Sam like, L looks great, man. It's that's like, like that's like Jurassic Park. That's like pre Pulp Fiction Samuel yeah. L Jackson. Yeah. You know, like yeah, it looks good. And and uh, and uh, Clark Gregg, uh, Agent Coulson. Full head of hair, no receding hairline. That's some LeBron James technology right there, dude. <laughs> that shit's that shit's crazy. Uh, yeah, so so they have the they have the technology for it. I, we have I the don't... technology. <laughs> <laughs> we could make it better. Yeah, I'm really at that point. You might as well just Photoshop a full like Asian dude in that you can just you know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you don't even need an actor. You could just get like a white dude. You you go back and get Finn Jones. Finn Jones has Shang Chi. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's Daniel Wu who is is coming off of Into the Badlands. Into the Badlands yeah. is going into its last season right now. Good yeah. for him. You know, he's got a cult. Yeah. He's honestly that is as as cult of a following as you can get. Dude, Into the Badlands is a, has very good action sequences. Yeah, no, uh, I, choreographed you know, by him. And, he looks uh, good. Stephen Fung. Yeah, yeah, he looks yeah, good. He, he looks good. He looks he's good. He's fucking ripped. Yeah, like, he is. He he so looks good. He cannot do movies okay did you watch that he can't do american movies at least i haven't uh, I saw seen tomb raider him. fucking uh, tomb raider man yeah, come he didn't on do much. dude like yeah. like he looks good but like he's like he looks like he's closer to 40 than 30 yeah. you, you know and that's that's kind of like a fuck you know like why didn't they do this 10 years earlier sort of thing but then mm-hmm. it would just be like it'd be iron man and shang chi taking on the mandarin you know <laughs> like yeah <laughs> But yeah. the whole thing, okay. the whole thing is like besides Daniel Wu, the only other Chinese dudes that have like a following right now. I mean, I don't want to see Ronnie Chang or Jimmy O Yang as uh, oh, as, as Shang Chi. 
you know. About the All guy right. who plays Nick Young in uh, Crazy Rich Asians. He, he's not Chinese, dude. And that's yeah. that's my whole thing. Like, I, I swear to God, look, you, you know what what would have been funny? You know, um, when we were casting uh, Captain America, there was a whole bunch of people that were considered. John Krasinski was considered, you know, like um, uh, I think Christian Bale was considered at some point. There were a lot of people. And then when but like when Christian Bale came out as a potential candidate and when Ryan Reynolds came out as a potential candidate, I was just like, dude, you can't do that. It's fucking Captain America. It's not Captain Canada. It's not Captain. Let's outsource this to an English like uh, English actor. This should be an American actor. It just should be, you know. And I swear to God, if they fresh off the boat this thing, like, don't don't get me wrong. Okay, I'm really glad uh, that we have Asian presence. That, yeah, Randall Park, good for him, you know. And, and the the fact that like uh, Ken Jeong has played two Chinese characters now. Okay, he's played Senor Chang in Community, who's supposed to be a Chinese guy. And here's the other thing. Senor Chang's brother, who is also supposed to be Chinese, was also played by a Korean guy. You know, like, that's – like you can't do that. <laughs> like, you just can't. I, I don't care – I don't care, you know, what remedial Chinese class they took for three months so that they can get the accent right, you know? Like, you can't do that. I, I Like, I think Daniel Day Kim is great. Don't put him as fucking Shang-Chi. You know, like don't don't fucking do that. And I don't know of any other dude to do to like even come close. You know, for a while I was like, dude, Lana Condor, he's she's coming up. She's going to be the next like, you know, uh, Chinese superstar. And I find out, oh, okay, she's Vietnamese. That's cool. That's all right. You know, because there's a lot more potential where she can come from. She can like play a litany of characters. I can't think of a single Chinese American. Besides maybe Simo Liu, but he doesn't have the right look for it. For it. Who, who's that? Simo Liu, the guy from uh, Kim's Convenience. Oh, I haven't seen that. And he's a Chinese dude in, in Canada playing a Korean dude. I, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if you're going to do all of this, you need to start <laughs> making, like, stands for that there are different, like, there are different cultures, you know, like if, if yeah. you're going to play an Irish dude, you're not going to get like a Scottish guy to do it. You know, that's just yeah. kind of it, it's weird. It's strange that the accents don't fit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, that that your little tirade eliminates <laughs> somebody that I was thinking of. I, I actually am really high on Lee Pyongyang. Yeah, uh, I, I think he he's a little bit older, but he is. Is he looks younger attractive than, man. Yeah, he looks yeah. younger than Daniel uh not he looks uh, yeah he looks younger than Daniel Wu. Yeah, he's very attractive. His English is okay. Yeah. Um I've heard him speak Chinese in some movies before and he's not bad. I think he's got a lot of charisma, but you're right. I, I think for for Marvel's Chinese superhero movie, they can't have they can't have a Korean dude. They so can't. That, that's yeah. yeah, that that strikes uh, Lee Bin-hyun out. Um, the only other one that I would I would throw out there, actually no, there's two guys I would put out there. Um, there's a a guy named uh, Wu Jing. Yeah, who, no, I, I saw him. He's in Operation Wolf or whatever. Yeah, Wolf Warrior. Yeah, Fuck. the Wolf Warrior one's really bad, but Wolf Warrior two is one of the the best joy rides ever. You should check it out. The, the action's pretty intense. Um. His, his but he looks—he is... looks so like Chinese engineering. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> and maybe that's the look we're going for. I don't know. The, the dude is really tall. He's actually like six foot two or something. Um, and what's crazy is that he's got a wushu background. So, you, you know, you think traditionally uh, like little short dudes like Jet Li doing wushu. But, uh, you know, he was – he's a really tall dude. He, chore- uh, he choreographs all of his action scenes. Um, the problem is his English is bad and he's not a very good actor. Yeah. The other one that I want to throw out there who I've actually never heard him speak English, but um, a guy named Max Zhang who was in uh, It Man 3 – uh, he was also in um, uh, Kill Zone Two. That yeah. that's the movie with Wu Jing and uh, and uh, the Ong Bak guy, yeah. Tony Jaa. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's the villain in that movie. He is a he's a really good martial artist. He's young. Uh, I just don't know where he's at with his English. But I think that that would be another option. Um, the last one I can think of is Eddie <laughs> Pang, is who. who Eddie Pang, he did the most recent uh, Huang Fei movie, and he's actually like raised in Canada, I think. Yeah. So, you know, th- there's that part, but uh, I I think the the American part of you know Shang Chi's background really isn't as important as the fact that he is Chinese. So, those are my three casting options. I, I've read you know Stephen Yoon as another one, which I think is ridiculous. No. Um, <laughs> Uh, I saw another one that that made me shake my head. Um, do, do you know Do you know who I'm thinking of now that like could potentially do it, but mm-hmm. it would be controversial. Is it time? Jay Chow? <laughs> no, 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 not not Jay Chow. Edison Chen. <laughs> ooh, 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 controversial. Yeah, well, the uh, they're gonna have to find a way to censor the bush, but. Uh, it's... Uh, I'm just saying he looks like a kid still, like yeah, and he's done kind of actiony movies before, and his English is phenomenal. So oh yeah, yeah, uh, 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 yeah. I don't know about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> they already threw him out of like the Dark Knight and uh, like the he was in, no, he was in the Dark Knight though. For I, like like one scene where he yeah. like escorts Bruce Wayne to like the top of the staircase. Yeah, <laughs> Mor- no Morgan Freeman. He's like, I oh, have yeah, to yeah. leave your cell phone here. I'm like, great, <laughs> yeah, representation. <laughs> if only you didn't leak those fucking photos, you would have had maybe another line in that movie. But uh... not his fault, man. God. He just he just fucking took his. It's Apple's fault, man. <laughs> <laughs> fucking edison all right well uh those are some of the casting uh casting potentials out there we really have not heard anything but if if i were a betting man i, I would uh i would say i would say daniel Wu has to be approached at some point I mean, he he really just fits the bill well enough um but let's move on to uh the story because i think this is also equally as important Strictly as a Marvel slash action movie fan, what what do you think is the best kind of story for Shang Chi for this movie? Like, if if they were to do it correctly, they would they would they would do this during the um, post Infinity War snap thing, where half of everybody's gone and they need as many people as they could get into mm-hmm. it. You know, because there's just too many – there's still too many emergencies that, like, are happening here and there, right? I would get him, like, a a strong-ish hero, you know, uh, or a strong-ish villain to go along – like, something along the lines of Killmonger. Uh, you, know, you know, somebody who's, like, very, very 
smart tactically can have like a group a, a team working with him and stuff like that uh and uh i would make it an espionage movie like more than anything else because i think you can integrate a lot of the other things and i think that you could like uh, i think the biggest thing that this movie is going to need is it needs a little bit of a supporting cast it needs um what robert downey jr was uh to spider-man in homecoming you know it needs to anchor itself in the marvel universe so if honestly scarlett johansson and uh, uh jeremy renner making a, a cameo appearance or like ha- like shang chi comes in and helps them out on something like that i i would not be opposed to that at all well if anything i mean maybe even uh you know give a nod to the comic books and have them cross over with Spider-Man. I mean, look, Spider-Man's got a movie coming out in what end of the year or something. You know, why not, why not do a quick five minute scene? Yeah. Yeah. Just just to get the hype out there. But the same way that they, (laughs) this is so so stupid, but the Hawkeye introduction in the Thor movie, Mm. that was so random. Yeah. 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 But, but it got all the fanboys wet. So I, and I, I think that's like, that that's something that you could do, right? Just just have, throw a little bit of a teaser out there, and um, you, you know, just put put it on people's maps. You know what I was actually thinking too, hmm. because Mark Ruffalo hasn't done an independent Hulk film yet. Um, if they really wanted to like uh, make Shang Chi like a power, they would have Hulk lose control again and have Shang Chi fight him. Oh. And that would be, <laughs> that would be fucking crazy. That a, would be that would awesome. be fucking crazy. A, and it would give them an opportunity to introduce Amadeus Cho. Oh, so you throw you throw in like the Asian, like, you, you like, and it would give them an an um a uh, an in to like introduce Jake O. And all that sort of stuff, and maybe have Spider Man come come along too. You know, like yeah. uh, you you need you need another powerhouse guy. Spider Man can probably hold hold his own with the Hulk for a little while, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I I think that there is a correct way to do this. I I really yeah. do. I um do not bring in Danny Rand for the love of God, <laughs> for the love of God, because Danny Rand, or... yeah, Danny Rand is the closest thing that they have right now to yeah. like an Asian no. superhero, yeah. which is I, I think I think they know. I, or, or I guess Colleen you, Wing. You is... you better hope they fucking know. You like <laughs> if Colleen Wing shows up with her like Chinatown variety store katana or whatever the fuck, I like I will walk out of that fucking theater. <laughs> All right. No, I, I think I think Marvel Marvel knew to, to to let that one burn and and unfortunately you know maybe we'll have to save it for another pot, but we we will have to, to kind of tie up the. Uh, the the netflix marvel the series death of Jessica the jones series yeah. And, uh, yeah that going back to you know possible stories for how this this shang chi or i don't want to call it an origin movie but shang chi's first debut into the marvel universe uh i see it more as a uh, uh like a neo-noir mm-hmm. sort of film uh, i like your idea of it happening after the snap because the snap does a lot of interesting things not only does it eliminate a lot of the worlds but it kind of reorganizes kind of different societies yeah, right yeah exactly. there, there is going to be chaos there there are going to be you know money probably doesn't mean as much anymore there's going to be you know different different things that people are going to trade um different kinds of underground parlors whatever so i think creating like a, a sub universe within this you know 
somewhat established Marvel universe would be a really good, really interesting um, uh, setting for Shang-Chi because not only are you focusing on, oh, you know, it's this guy who's Chinese who's awesome at Kung Fu, but it also gives that the flexibility to create the special universe sure. for this one char- that that's special to the character. I, I'm kind of thinking of like John Wick, right? You yeah, yeah, like yeah. John Wick. Not what makes John Wick special isn't just the action scenes, right? It's this unique little universe with the continental, with this um, assassins with their, killed, yeah. the assassins and their currency, and you know how everybody communicates. Like all of that is really really unique, and I think that would be a huge, huge benefit for this, uh, for, for the Shang-Chi movie. And I, and I really, really, really like your idea of having it happen after the snap. Um, I, we're running out of time, but I do want to wrap this up with a, a follow-up question. As an Asian American, what's the best case scenario for this movie in, in terms of addressing kind of the, the, the Asian American or the Asian stereotypes? You, you know, honestly, ah, oh God, I w- uh, let, let me start. Let, yeah, I'll go start, ahead, go ahead. Because uh, you started last one. I I want to say don't address it at all. Don't talk about race. Talk about certain values that Asian Americans have, but don't even like definitely don't have you know dudes with leather jackets and spiked up hair calling calling him a Chinaman. Like unless it's it's a scene that's supposed to be really funny and really tongue in cheek. Otherwise, don't you don't even need to cross the line of subtle racism. I don't think like what I liked about Black Panther was there wasn't. I don't think there was any scene in there where it was like people being racist and it affected the story, right? I, I sure. think so. I I think in terms of addressing Asian Americans or Asian culture. You, we don't need to explicitly talk about certain things or have the kind of the angry white man that's like, fuck you, Asians. <laughs> you know, I lost my dad in World War II to you jappers or something like that. Hank Hill makes a cameo. <laughs> now, now, now see here. <laughs> you're, you're from what ocean? So are you Chinese or are you Japanese? So that, that's that's what I would like to see. I, I, I would like to see a character who is strong in his own right. And, you know, we, we don't need to really drive home to the audience that there is a race problem that needs to be talked about. Okay. What do you think? I... I think that there's no escape from it. I think, you know, I'm I'm actually willing to put money down that at some point Shang-Chi is going to find himself in like an inexplicable theater somewhere where they're playing old 70s <laughs> like Chinese kung fu movies. Like I'd be willing to put down $20 that that's going to happen at some point yeah. in this movie. But I, I think the problem is um is going to be a, a marketing issue. Like you can do a Shang Chi that appeals to the American audience, or you can do a Shang Chi that appeals to the Chinese audience. For as much as I want them to appeal to a, an American audience, I think that the Chinese market is such a force, and they are so rooted in traditionalism that I don't see eye to eye with. That we are going to see, you know whatever the Chinese equivalent of Wakanda is going to be. Like they're going to make China look really fucking good. And, 
you know, it is what it is. You know, I, I don't mm-hmm. think that we can escape that. And I, I think yeah. you're going to see a lot of tradition in this film. I think you're, you're going to see probably Shang-Chi is going to have a family of some sort. Um, it's going to show some sort of like fealty to like an older father figure and whatnot too. And I think they're going to blend that with like a cool action, like a cool action premise. I don't see this being a neo-noir thing because frankly speaking, mm-hmm. you, you already kind of tried that with the uh, iron fist and it didn't work. You know, the very last yeah. scene in iron fist is him like in some, in some, like dive bar in Singapore or some shit like that. You, you know what I'm saying? Like they or Fire, yeah, fighting the firing the the golden, the golden guns. You know, the, yeah. They've already done the underground thing with the hand with Daredevil, and that was cool. But you don't want to re you don't want to like retread that ground. You know, there's only so many subcultures mm-hmm. sub sub like genres that you can go to. I honestly think that this is going to be a movie about Shang-Chi coming out and defending his family, and that could be good. Don't get me wrong. If they like. I have a lot of faith in Marvel. They they have been able to like turn around a lot of big things, you know. Um, you know. Well, they, they did make shit series like Iron Fist and Punisher it, season two. It's so. true, but but yeah. uh, but Kevin Feige yeah. didn't have any hand in yeah. that, you know. That's true. So Kevin Feige, if anything, he is a master of getting butts and seats. You know, he he true. he knows how to do that sort of stuff. So. We'll see, honestly. Like, I don't know what this. I don't know what this film is going to look like. I, I have my hopes. You know, I have my hopes more as a comic book nerd more than anything. Like, even higher than like I want to see Asian Americans succeed. But, you know, I, I, I think that this is going to be a very China attuned movie, and we'll see what that turns into. All right. It's like the Meg Kung Fu version. <laughs> Jason Statham, Jason Statham, <laughs> Dominic Toretto. You don't know me, but you will. But you will. Oh shit! Justin Lin is is crossing over the Fast and Furious and Shang Chi universes. This is going to be the true meeting when the Fast and the Furious crew meet the Avengers for the first time. Oh, could you imagine if Marvel actually did that? That would be. I don't know what I would do, but I, I would I, I would watch that movie like five times on principle. I, I would watch that movie five times a day for the rest of my life. Yeah, I think. like Chris Evans come out, it's like you know, uh, thank you for uh, like he would he would say something patriotic. It's like in times of darkness we need to stand together, and he he reaches out his hand, and then Dominic Dominic Toretto reaches out his hand, it's like me familia. Do you like Corona? I mean, like, yes. yes. Finally, this this is this is the Expendables movie that we wanted. <laughs> oh man! Well, a man can dream, or men can dream. I'm sure we wouldn't be the only ones. Uh, Jeff, this has been really fun, and I I hope to to all the listeners out there, you have a little bit to to chew on. Uh, I hope you learned something, but also you know you might have your own thoughts on what kind of movie you'd want to see with Shang Chi. So Jeff and I would love to hear them. Uh, dude, good times, man. Good times. Catch up, buddy. All right, uh, all right uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're we're here. Uh, we're gonna do the dub of this uh, this movie, Shang Chi, Shang Kai. We have with us uh, Emil Wang, one of them, doing the table read as Shang Chi. All right, take it away. Uh, take it away, Mr. Wang. Call me Shang-Chi, as my father did.
when he raised me and molded me, my mind and my body, in the vacuum of his Honan China retreat. I learned many things from my father, that my name means the rising and advancing of a spirit, that my body can be forged into a living weapon through the discipline of Kung Fu, and that it might be used for the murder of a man called Dr. Petrie. Since then, I learned that my father is Dr. Fu Manchu, the most insidiously evil man on earth, and that to honor him would bring nothing but dishonor to the spirit of my name. Stanley presents Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. That's fucking good.